Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is David Bay from Cutting Edge Ministries online at www.cuttingedge.org. Today's podcast, we're going to be talking about America's benevolent one-party dictatorship, or as one politician said, not a dime's worth of difference. Both major American political parties are tightly controlled by a master global plan designed to bring every nation in the world into the new world order, or the Novus Ordo Seclorum, as uh, printed on our $1 bill. No political leader is independent of this insidious power, and neither party can exercise sovereign control over their own affairs. You must look in the opposite direction of the public rhetoric to understand true reality. The Russian people, during the era of communism, knew that virtually everything that the that the newspapers and the magazines and, and television and radio were telling them was a lie. So they assumed that the truth was in the opposite direction of what they were being told. And they were really very, very uh, right on in most cases. Prominent political, economic, military, and literary authors over the last 200 years have tried to warn us that a global plan has been created and is being worked out that will overthrow all sovereign nations of the world, replacing them with a total military dictatorship unprecedented in world history. Listen now to some of these pertinent quotes. Quote, Their script is now written. The stage itself is almost ready. Down in the pit, the subterranean orchestra is already tuning up. The main actors have already taken up their roles. Soon it will be time for them to come on stage, ready for the curtain to rise. The time for action will have come. That's New Age author Peter Lemassur in the Armageddon script, page 152. Doubt it not. Major events are scripted, as well as many of the intermediate ones, just as Revelation 17.17 foretells. Listen to this incredible prophecy. This prophecy is talking of the final ten kings of the earth, which are taking shape right in front of our eyes, according to the elite plan drawn up by the Club of Rome. Listen, this, this is what the scripture says. For God has put it into their hearts, that's the final ten kings of the earth, to carry out his own purpose by acting in harmony in surrendering their royal power and authority to the beast until the prophetic words of God shall be fulfilled. That's Revelation 17, 17. This one scripture should set you free. Yes, the revelation in God's holy Bible in this one verse should set you free. Contrary to the wisdom of the world's media that America, Russia, and China are just moments away at any time from a thermonuclear exchange that will ruin the world, Revelation 17, 17 states that the final ten kings or rulers of the world are going to agree or to act in harmony with each other. Since the global elite is actively following a plan to reorganize all the nations of the world into precisely the ten nations of ancient prophecies, that's Daniel 2, 40-45, Daniel 7, 7-8, Revelation 17, 17. We know how these supernations are forming, and we can see the progress in our daily news. We cover this exciting development in our DVD, 
prophetic beast arises, the ten toes of Daniel are forming. The de facto leader of supernation number one, which is the North American Union, is President Joe Biden. The de facto leader of supernation number five, Russia, is President Putin. The de facto leader of supernation number 10 in China, whose current leader is Z, XI. According to Revelation 17, 17, does that mean that Presidents Biden, Putin, and Z are really acting in harmony, quote-unquote? But you may protest. How does this prophetic reality square with the events of the last hundred years? Major powers have been fighting all the time, and Russia threatened America in the Cold War repeatedly from 1948 to 1991. To understand this portion of the truth, you need to understand a concept which carries a weird title, but once you understand it, you will readily see that you have been deceived all of your adult life. The Masonic plan for this, the Masonic title for this plan to deliberately create conflict is the dialectic process. Masonry developed a plan undergirded by the following principles. Number one, conflict brings about change. And number two, controlled conflict brings about controlled change. Worldwide Freemasonry wanted to change from the Christian-based old world order to the Luciferian-based New World Order. And in order to accomplish this goal, they would constantly have to create conflict wherever they wanted to, 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 to overthrow the existing order in the world. And since they were going to create the conflict, they would co- control both sides. We must go back in history to May 1, 1776, the day that Adam Vesoft, a former Jesuit priest, formed his occult group, which he named the Masters of the Illuminati. Adam Vesoff founded his new group on the basis of the Jesuit order with which he was very familiar. The Masters of the Illuminati was a true secret society, completely closed to the outside world. They had a definite plan to overthrow all religious and civil institutions and governments, replacing them with a brand new global government, a system which Vsauce called the New World Order. To achieve that, this plan, Vsauce understood that he needed supernatural power if he was going to successfully destroy Western civilization, which was religiously Christian. Therefore, Vsauce established his masters of the Illuminati with a satanic base. Vsauce created a symbol for his organization, an all-seeing eye atop an unfinished pyramid inside a circle. At the top of the circle were the words, Annuit Coeptus, which is Latin, meaning announcing the birth of, and at the bottom of the circle are the Latin words, Novus Ordo Seclorum, meaning New World Order. In other words, Vsauce's symbol was, quote, announcing the birth of the New World Order, unquote. If this symbol sounds familiar, it should, because it is a symbol on the back of the American $1 bill. At the bottom of the pyramid are Latin numerals, which, when converted into our system of numbers, is 1776. So, since American money has this New World Order symbol on the back, we must assume that our government has been committed to this New World Order since 1776. Indeed, this is the case, but we will speak more of this later. Vsoft envisioned totally overthrowing all governments, 
replacing them with his global system. He aimed his plan against the Western governments of Europe because they were established according to Judeo-Christian principles. He strongly felt that the nations in the Orient would be easily incorporated into his plan because there were, their religions were as strongly rooted in mysticism as was his occult religion. Indeed, as the world is preparing to enter the new world order, we see an easy merging occurring between the nations of the Orient and the New Age adherents of the West. A constant battling or a threat of battling is the key. Hegel theorized that, quote, conflict brings about change and planned conflict would bring about planned change, unquote. This theory swept through Europe on college campuses, sparking many a, a spirited debate. After a while, though, students' fascination with this theory died down, but the Illuminati, empowered by Freemasonry now, thoroughly involved in the leadership of the New World Order plan, they now had their formula to achieve their goals. Let us define these terms as they relate to Vesop's plan. Thesis is the original system dominating Europe in the late 1700s. This system was economically private enterprise, politically either monarchy or democracy, and religiously Judeo-Christian. Antithesis is the opposite system to thesis, which theoretically, by battling thesis for an extended period of time, would produce a new system called communism or socialism. And this is the antithesis. Synthesis is a new system, neither thesis nor antithesis, the new world order. Constant battling between thesis and antithesis over a period of time, if neither side destroys the other, they will merge into a new system called synthesis, neither thesis nor antithesis, and, and this synthesis system Vsauce called the New World Order. Therefore, the thesis force is the West, headed by the United States and Europe and Japan. Antithesis is the East, headed by Russia and China. Synthesis is the system shown as America's original goal on the back of a $1 bill, Novus Ordo Seclorum, also known as the New World Order, the kingdom of the biblical Antichrist. Now let us turn our attention to America's two-party political system. And when we do... What do we see? We see, a quote, a constant battling or a threat of battling. Thesis is the Democrat Party. Antithesis is the Republican Party. Their goal, their joint goal, their shared goal of synthesis is a one-party ruling system which can lead America into this new order. We shall prove that America is already being ruled by a, quote, benevolent one-party system, unquote, intent upon keeping America the leader of the global effort known as the New World Order. We shall also prove that there ain't a dime for the difference between the Democrat and Republican parties. Cutting edge has long taught that the entire political system of Republican versus Democrat is really nothing more than the outward working of the old Hegelian dialectic system where controlled conflict brings about controlled change. The Republican money line system sits at the far right of the political spectrum and is thesis, while the Democrat money line system sits at the far left of the political system and 
in the antithesis position of the standard dialectic struggle process. All the verbal jousting and all the name-calling and all the various proposals which flow from Washington, D.C. so continually as to make your head spin is nothing more nor less than scripted actors and actresses speaking their assigned lines so as to give the average American citizen the wrong idea, believing that there really is a difference between the Republican and Democrat parties. The reality is that all members of both parties are equally committed to this new world order and to the global dictatorial government, the global economy, and the global economic, excuse me, ecumenical religion comprising this new system. But since the Illuminati believes that no progress toward any goal can be achieved without a struggle, they created the planned dialectic struggle to daily take place between the two great American parties. Our, our guest columnist, Dr. Dennis Cuddy, once uh, t- uh, told me how the Skull and Bones has served the Bush Republican Party these last 20 years while the Road Secret Society has served the Clinton Democrat Party. Let me quote pertinent excerpts from Dr. Dennis Cuddy. He said, quote, The Skull and Bones and Road Secret so- Societies teamed together to control the, electrical, the electoral process. Americans only think their votes mean anything as the world gradually moves into the globalism of the New World Order. Former President Bill Clinton was a Rhodes Scholar and brought many fellow Rhodes Scholars into his administration. They included Strobe Talbot, Robert Reich, and George Stephanopoulos. The the desire of Cecil Rhodes, for whom the scholarships are named, was, in his own words, quote, to take the government of the whole world. Unquote. And most Rhodes Scholars have been globalists in their worldviews. During the Democratic Party campaign, Clinton has encouraged fellow Little Rock, Arkansas Rhodes Scholar General Wesley Clark to run for the presidency. However, they are up against another powerful political force, and that is the Skull and Bone Society of Yale. President George Bush, his father, grandfather, and other members of the Bush family have been Skull and Bones members. And, like President Clinton, bringing fellow Rhodes Scholars into his administration, Bush has appointed a number of Skull and Bones members. Sometimes the interests of Skull and Bones and Rhodes converge. Rhodes Scholar and Senator David Boren promoted George Tenet to be the head of the CIA, and then Boren put on his Skull and Bones hat to persuade Bush to keep Tenet in that position. At the same time, Cecil Rhodes was forming his Society of the Elect in the late 1900s to pursue his plan. Skull and Bones member William Whitney, a director of J.P. Morgan's Guaranteed Trust, was developing a plan for global for political global power. According to Clinton's mentor at the, at the Georgetown University, a professor named Carol Quigley, it was Whitney and other members of the power elite who expected that they would be able to control both political parties equally. Indeed, some of them intended to contribute to both parties and to allow an alternation of the two parties in political office in order to conceal their influence to and to allow the electorate to believe they were exercising their own free choice. So let's see if we've had an alternation in the two parties in public, just in public office, just in the White House. We went from 
from Gerald Ford, Republican, to, Car to President Carter, Democrat, to Reagan, Republican, to George H.W. Bush, Re Republican, to um, uh, Bill Clinton, Democrat, to President Bush, W. Bush, uh, Republican, and uh, Barack Obama, Democrat, and uh, Trump, Republican, and now Biden, Democrat. So there's been an alternation of parties in power. And this is done in order to conceal the influence, to conceal the, uh, the, the, the presence and the working out of a plan. Today, it is a matter of controlling the choice people have for president. If you don't like Skull and Bones member Bush, Republican, then your choice might be to vote for Skull and Bones member John Kerry, Democrat. Thus, Skull and Bones would conceal their own influence as there would be what S&B member William Whitney described as, quote, an alternation of the new party of the two parties in political office. Former Alabama, Georgia, former Alabama governor George Wallace was absolutely correct when he lamented, quote, there's not a dime's worth of difference between the Democrat and Republican parties, unquote. We would like to recommend a DVD on this subject. Former Satanist Doc Marquis created a DVD entitled Front Men of the Illuminati. Doc Marquis boldly outlines the real movers and shakers of the Illuminati, those organizations most responsible for driving us all into the global dictatorship, the New World Order. But Marquis provides extra startling detail which only a former Illuminati black magic uh, insider could know. Six front groups of the Illuminati. Here they are. Number one, the Royal Institute of International Affairs. Number two, Council on Foreign Relations, CFR. Doc reveals the extensive ownership and control over the news media by the CFR. Anchors are told which stories to feature and which slant they are to provide for each story. The CFR also controls America's foreign policy in their magazine, Foreign Affairs. Stories that occurred in foreign affairs later became American foreign policy. Number three, United Nations. Number four, the Bilderberger Secret Society. Number five, the Club of Rome. This Club of Rome conceived the plan to divide the world into, into ten kingdoms, which fulfills key prophecy as we've already stated. Number six, Trilateral Commission focuses on Zbigniew Brzezinski as a follower of Karl Marx. He was also a key advisor to President Carter and later to President Obama. We want you never again to be misled as to the true men and organizations and satanic values of the coming kingdom of Antichrist, also known as the New World Order. Before we leave this subject, let us start study the startling reality that our mass media fake news industry follows the same Hegelian plan, utilizing the same controlled conflict script. Since the Hegelian dialectic doctrine was proposed in 1823 by the German professor Hegel and adopted by Illuminized Freemasonry as one of the most important foundation stones of their drive to this global system, the global elite have used this tactic again and again and again in both international and domestic arenas. 
1997, I posted a very lengthy article in which I demonstrated many of the ways in which this controlled struggle concept is being used domestically within the United States. Be prepared to be shocked to realize how much of our daily existence is bombarded with mass media of all sorts using the controlled struggle dialectic against us. The incredible nature of the dialectic struggle is that it so gradually changes people's perception that the people do not realize they have been manipulated into adopting new values and new concepts. This change is virtually invisible, taking place over a period of time, which makes it extremely dangerous to our freedoms and liberties. Once a person is changed over in their value system, they will believe that they have reached that they uh, had reached that position on their own part, on their own initiative, and would uh, stoutly disagree with you that that they had been manipulated. But manipulated they were. Truly, Satan is the lord of this world and the prince of the power of the air. He gets everything he wants unless God steps in to prevent him. As the Holy Spirit gradually withdraws his restraining power against evil wickedness in high places, as Paul warned in Second Thessalonians 2, evil forces, evil spirits are gradually taking the world and the vast majority of the people into captivity. Remember this, as the Holy Spirit began to withdraw about, about 1900, withdraw his restraining influence, Satan poured out of the abyss and his spirit has been gradually taking the 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 vacuum or the place left by a, by a withdrawing Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's still in the world, but he's no longer restraining people and restraining governments and leaders like he, like he has. This dialectic controlled conflict is one of Satan's most powerful weapons. We need to be aware of this most effective tactic and be prepared to resist being one of its victims. This struggle and this Illuminati plan is primarily religious and must be fought on biblical grounds. The words of the Apostle Paul ring especially true today, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians 6.12 Are you spiritually ready? Is your family? Are you adequately protecting your loved ones? Remember, Jesus said, You must be born again if you are to enter the kingdom of heaven. David Bay, Cutting Edge Ministry, signing off. Talk to you next time. God bless.